What do I have for us today? We are on the 33rd life lesson and um, I'm just going to share with us what I have for us today, still under leadership and ministry. Rejection comes with the territory. I'll say that again. Rejection comes with the territory. Most of us feel like because you are a leader, then you must be loved by all. It doesn't always work that way. And it's amazing when you find people feeling so bad, out of place when people reject them or when people uh, don't accept them as it were. We all like to be in everybody's uh, good corner. We want to be in everybody's, you know, that place where everybody's just saying, oh yeah, you know, you're an amazing person, you're lovely, you're good, you're great. It's amazing how when, have you guys noticed when people are doing like birthdays or people are celebrating stuff and then they call people to come and talk about them and it's just about all the good stuff. It's only maybe few people, maybe very close friends or relatives that would say a few things, you know, that they don't really like or maybe that they've observed but it's usually always accolades upon accolades so i think we get really so comfortable in that space and just feel like yeah this is how it should be and you know also maybe because uh, most of the people we love and admire and that we look at from you know from a distance we look at them and then we feel like oh their life must be boring they must be having a ball their life seems so perfect. Everybody has something amazing, nice to talk about them. And we, that is what we feel at times and what we see. And we just think like, oh, wow, it should be all, their life must be rosy and full of all positivity. But I can't tell you that there are moments in the lives of those people that they are being rejected. Trust me. By most times, even people that are close to them, people that... They love or people that they feel, no, not you. I've said it before and I'm going to say it again. When Jesus was coming into Jerusalem before he, you know, the death on the cross, they, they, there was, I mean, I don't think they've had that kind of expression before. They tagged it the triumphant entry. People were pouring their clothes on the, laying their clothes on the floor, pouring out flowers petals on the floor, they got him a, a, a donkey that had never been, you know, ridden before, and, you know, he came in and they were singing, Hosanna, they were, you know, giving him so much accolades. Just few days after, I can almost bet with you, these same people were the ones shouting, crucify him, crucify him. And so as a leader, one of the things you need to brace up for is rejection. It comes with the territory. Be ready. I wrote here, I said David was rejected. Moses was rejected. Joseph was rejected. Paul was rejected. Even Jesus was rejected. Not everyone will like you. Not everyone would accept what you're saying. You might be the best thing to happen to somebody else after sliced bread. And somebody else is just looking at you. And sometimes, guys, sometimes it's not out of hatred. It might just be that you are not sent to them. And I think we have to understand that as leaders. 
that there are those you are called to and there are those you are not called to. So this idea of wanting everybody to love you and everybody to like you, especially in these days of social media, someone expresses rejection or expresses that they don't like you or they don't send you and then you're getting all worked up because of that. Why? I mean, someone you've never seen, you probably will never see or probably your interface is not beyond social media, Facebook, Instagram. And you know, at times people draw conclusions based on things they don't even know about you, but just a general knowledge. Okay, so she's a pastor's wife. Ah, I'm sure she's proud. I'm sure she's this. I'm sure she has all these girls that come to her house, one that will be washing her clothes, one that will be washing plates, one that will be serving food. And probably that person is not even close to anything like that. And then people begin to react based on that. And then the person begins to feel like, oh, they reject, they are rejecting me. No. Brace up. Get ready. You won't be in everybody's good book. No matter how innocently looking you are. Someone like me. Am I not looking innocent? But I can assure you that there are people who probably can't even stand me. There are people who probably don't agree with my approach. There are people who probably don't agree with probably my uh my being expressive who probably don't agree with my own manner or pattern of pastoring or you know or lead, lead uh, being a leader leading people i can't change them it's their opinion what i have is my opinion exactly Vivi. you won't be in everybody's good books you won't so the earlier we accept that the better for us you live longer that way. You guard your heart. Bible says guard it with all diligence. So you don't allow these things shake us. Some things, people allow things to shake them to their foundation. And I'm like, you don't rely on people's opinions about you. You don't base your life on that. You don't build your life and your structure on that. I know it can be painful and hurtful, especially if this rejection comes from people that you love or people that you expect a lot more from. But come on, guys. It's part of the territory. If you're going to be a leader, if you're going to be there where people look at you, some will reject you out of envy. Some will reject you because they don't understand you. Some will reject you because you're not sent to them. And so just take it. You see, but the part where you now need to watch out for it's not even men rejecting you. It is God. Remember when Samuel got to the house of uh, Jesse and he felt Eliab was, you know, the choice man. And he was about to anoint him. And God said to him, no, I have rejected him. That's a big statement. He says, I've rejected him. So you don't want to find yourself in that space where God rejects you. And what causes that rejection? He said it uh, in the concluding part of that um, conversation God was having with Samuel. He told him why. He said God does not look at the outward appearance, but he looks at the heart. So God had seen the heart of Eliab. And he might not have been a terrible person, but God saw that to be king, you don't have the right heart. And that's why when he now found David, what did he say? He said, I have found a man 
after my heart. So your heart has to be panting after God's heart. That's how you have a right heart. And that's what we saw from the life of David. So you don't want to be there. So even if the world loves you and accepts you, and God is not pleased, it's futile. So the person you are seeking to please, the person you are seeking to receive his accolade, to receive his well done, is not men. And I think when we begin to um, recalibrate our heart in that direction, it would help you. So you're not gunning for men's accolades and men's acceptance, but you are gunning for God's acceptance and God's you know, acknowledgement and God saying, yes, I'm with you. Yes, well done. Yes, you know, uh, you're on track. So as a leader, you have to arm yourself with the knowledge of who sent you. When opposition comes in the form of rejection, you can brush it aside knowing your answer to you answer to God on matters about you. So please let us not be alien to rejection. If you if you are called into leadership and you're called into positions where uh, you manage people or where you know God has put you on a platform where you are more visible, you know, people see you, people know you, I plead with you do not allow their opinion define you or you know uh, tell you how to live who you should be looking for for acceptance from is the one who has sent you on this assignment and I think if we carry that mindset it will help you it will, it will guard your heart it will, it will keep you steady it will keep you steady you keep you steady. There's nobody. I'm sure Joseph, um, Joseph must have been a sweet, innocent, harmless young boy. Yet his brothers didn't like him. And they rejected him. David was rejected. When he wanted to go to battle, his brother said to him, What have you come? We know the naughtiness of your heart. What are you doing here? You want, we know you. You know that's it. Not it. That means that they saw David as someone that just likes just be poking his mouth in things, and they just felt, "Who are you, small boy?" Moses was rejected. Even the children of Israel, at some point, he was the one that was pleading their case before God. They said to him, "They said, please let us go back because this Moses, we don't even understand what he's doing. We don't even understand how he's thinking. You know, just imagine." You've gone through so many things to bring these people out. You've faced Pharaoh. You've threatened him. Plagues have come. You, I mean, you took, I'm talking of hundreds of thousands of people out of a country. You people passed the Red Sea. You saw it part. saw the wonders of God. And then all of a sudden, somebody is saying, I want cucumber. I want garlic. What is this that you are giving us? Do we so when we say that when the Bible says Moses was the meekest man on earth, you understand his patience. It's not easy. I've been in ministry for a while, and I think that I understand this, and that's why I'm saying this to those who come into leadership. Not everyone, no matter how sweet and loving, with good intentions that you have, that is not everyone that would submit 
to your leadership or to your authority or to your assignment or to what God has called you to do. Not everyone. Some will find cracks. Some will find reasons to say you're not perfect, of which you're not anyway. <laughs> but I think understanding this saved the Lord, saved me a lot. It just guards your heart. It just helps you. You're not, you know, over there and just confused and being tossed to and fro. You're not. Exactly, Bibi. Moses must have felt really hot. He must have felt like, is, is it that my leadership is bad? Is it that there's something wrong with me? Most times it's not about you. I've told you, is it that people are envious? You can't help that. Is it that people don't understand you, or understand your assignment? And sometimes is it that you're not sent to them. And it's okay. It's okay. Let's not force ourselves on people. Love to... Uh, uh, get yourself to that place where you understand yourself, love yourself, understand the assignment of God, and seek for God's approval foremost and not men's approval. If the approval comes, we all like to be acknowledged. Everybody likes to be acknowledged and likes to be, uh, you know, validated. It's okay, but then you don't you don't build your life on that. No, you build your life on what God has said concerning you. And especially if you are one who probably you are taking an unusual path on your journey. It's unusual because it's not a common path. People are going this way, but God is telling you go this way. If you are that kind of leader, get ready for rejection. But then you need to hold on to the one who has called you on that path. Okay, all right. I've tried. I've given you people almost 20 minutes of my time in this kind of time and seasons that we are in. Awesome, awesome. Thank you guys for joining me this evening. That is my 33rd life lesson and I'll be back tomorrow 10pm uh, to give you uh, the 34th life lesson. I almost didn't do this life lesson today but my dear husband encouraged me to do it. And here we are. And I'm glad that I did. So I'll see you guys tomorrow. Thank you, Bibi. Thank you, everyone, for joining in. I'll see you tomorrow, 10 p.m. God bless you. Have a beautiful, beautiful night rest. And I'll see you tomorrow. What do I have for us today? We are on the 33rd life lesson. And um, I'm just going to share with us what I have for us today, still under leadership and ministry. Rejection comes with the territory. I'll say that again. Rejection comes with the territory. Most of us feel like because you are a leader, then you must be loved by all. It doesn't always work that way. And it's amazing when you find people feeling so bad, out of place when people reject them or when people uh, don't accept them as it were. We all like to be in everybody's uh, good corner. We want to be in everybody's, you know, that place where everybody's just saying, oh yeah, you know, you're an amazing person, you're lovely, you're good, you're great. It's amazing how when, have you guys noticed when people are doing like birthdays or people are celebrating stuff 
and then they call people to come and talk about them and it's just about all the good stuff it's only maybe few people maybe very close friends or relatives that would say a few things you know that they don't really like or maybe that they've observed but it's usually always accolades upon accolades so i think we get really so comfortable in that space and just feel like yeah this is how it should be and you know also maybe because uh, most of the people we love and admire and that we look at from you know from a distance we look at them and then we feel like oh their life must be boring they must be having a ball their life seems so perfect everybody has something amazing nice to talk about them and we, that is what we feel at times and what we see and we just think like oh wow it should be all their life must be rosy and full of all positivity but I can't tell you that there are moments in the lives of those people that they are being rejected. Trust me. By most times even people that are close to them, people that they love or people that they feel, no, not you. I've said it before and I'm going to say it again. When Jesus was coming into Jerusalem before he, you know, the death on the cross, they, they, there was, I mean, I don't think they've had that kind of expression before. They tagged it the triumphant entry. People were pouring their clothes on the flame, their clothes on the floor, pouring out flowers, petals on the floor. They got him a, a, a donkey that had never been, you know, ridden before. And, you know, he came in and they were singing, Hosanna. They were, you know, giving him so much accolades. Just few days after, I can almost bet with you, these same people were the ones shouting, crucify him, crucify him. And so as a leader, one of the things you need to brace up for is rejection. It comes with the territory. Be ready. I wrote here, I said David was rejected. Moses was rejected. Joseph was rejected. Paul was was rejected. Even Jesus was rejected. Not everyone will like you. Not everyone would accept what you're saying. You might be the best thing to happen to somebody else after sliced bread and somebody else is just looking at you. And sometimes, guys, sometimes it's not out of hatred. It might just be that you are not sent to them. And I think we have to understand that as leaders. That there are those you are called to and there are those you are not called to. So this idea of wanting everybody to love you and everybody to like you, especially in these days of social media, someone expresses rejection or expresses that they don't like you or they don't send you, and then you're getting all worked up because of that. Why? I mean, someone you've never seen, you probably will never see, or probably your interface is not beyond social media, Facebook, Instagram. And you know, at times people draw conclusions based on things they don't even know about you but just a general knowledge okay so she's a pastor's wife ah i'm sure she's proud i'm sure she's this i'm sure she has all these girls that come to her house one that'll be washing her clothes one that'll be washing plates one that'll be serving food and probably that person is not even close to anything like that and then people begin to react based on that and then the person begins to feel like oh they reject they are rejecting me no brace up get ready you won't be in everybody's good book, no matter how innocently looking you are. Someone like me, am I not looking innocent? 
But I can assure you that there are people who probably can't even stand me. There are people who probably don't agree with my approach. There are people who probably don't agree with probably my uh, my being expressive. Who probably don't agree with my own manner or pattern of pastoring or you know or lead, lead, uh, being a leader, leading people. I can't change them. It's their opinion. What I have is my opinion. Exactly, Vivi. You won't be in everybody's good books. You won't. So the earlier we accept that, the better for us. You live longer that way. You guard your heart. Bible says guard it with all diligence. So you don't allow these things shake us. Some things, people allow things to shake them to their foundation. And I'm like, you don't rely on people's opinions about you. You don't base your life on that. You don't build your life and your structure on that. I know it can be painful and hurtful, especially if this rejection comes from people that you love or people that you expect a lot more from. But come on, guys. It's part of the territory. If you're going to be a leader... If you're going to be there where people look at you, some will reject you out of envy. Some will reject you because they don't understand you. Some will reject you because you're not sent to them. And so just take it. You see, but the part where you now need to watch out for, is not even men rejecting you. It is God. Remember when Samuel got to the house of uh, Jesse and he felt Eliab was, you know, the choice man, and he was about to anoint him, and God said to him, no, I have rejected him. That's a big statement. He says, I've rejected him. So you don't want to find yourself in that space where God rejects you. And what causes that rejection? He said it uh, in the concluding part of that um, conversation God was having with Samuel. He told him why. He said, God does not look at the outward appearance, but he looks at the heart. So God had seen the heart of Eliab. And he might not have been a terrible person, but God saw that to be king, you don't have the right heart. And that's why when he now found David, what did he say? He said, I have found a man after my heart. So your heart has to be panting after God's heart. That's how you have a right heart. And that's what we saw from the life of David. So you don't want to be there. So even if the world loves you and accepts you, and God is not pleased, it's futile. So the person you are seeking to please, the person you are seeking to receive his accolade, to receive his well done, is not men. And I think when we begin to um, recalibrate our heart in that direction, it would help you. So you're not gunning for men's accolades and men's acceptance, but you are gunning for God's acceptance and God's, you know, acknowledgement and God saying, yes, I'm with you. Yes, well done. Yes, you know, uh, you're on track. So as a leader, you have to arm yourself with the knowledge of who sent you. When opposition comes in the form of rejection, you can brush it aside. Knowing your answer to you answer to God on matters about you. So please let us not be 
alien to rejection. If you are, if you are called into leadership and you're called into positions where uh, you manage people or where you know God has put you on a platform where you are more visible, you know people see you, people know you. I plead with you. Do not allow their opinion define you or you know uh tell you how to live who you should be looking for for acceptance from is the one who has sent you on this assignment and i think if we carry that mindset it will help you it will, it will guard your heart it would it will keep you steady it will keep you steady it will keep you steady there's nobody I'm sure Joseph, um, Joseph must have been a sweet, innocent, harmless young boy. Yet his brothers didn't like him and they rejected him. David was rejected. When he wanted to go to battle, his brother said to him, What have you come? We know the naughtiness of your heart. What are you doing here? You want, we know you. You know that's it. Not it. That means that they saw David as someone that just likes to just be poking his mouth in things. And they just felt, Who are you, small boy? Moses was rejected. Even the children of Israel at some point, he was the one that was pleading their case before God. They said to him, they said, please, let us go back. Because this Moses, we don't even understand what he's doing. We don't even understand how he's thinking. You know, just imagine, you've gone through so many things to bring these people out. You've faced Pharaoh. You've threatened him. Plagues have come. You, I mean, you took, I'm talking of hundreds of thousands of people out of a country. You people passed the Red Sea. You saw it part, saw the wonders of God. And then all of a sudden, somebody is saying, I want cucumber. I want garlic. What is this that you are giving us? Do we? So when we say that, when the Bible says Moses was the meekest man on earth, you understand his patience. It's not easy. I've been in ministry for a while and I think that I understand this and that's why I'm saying this to those who come into leadership. Not everyone, no matter how sweet and loving, with good intentions that you have, that is not everyone that would submit to your leadership or to your authority or to your assignment or to what God has called you to do. Not everyone. Some will find cracks. Some will find reasons to say you're not perfect. Of which you are not anyway. <laughs> but I think understanding this saved a lot. Saved me a lot. It just guards your heart. It just helps you. You are not, you know, over there and just confused and being tossed to and fro. You are not. Exactly, baby. Moses must have felt really hurt. He must have felt like, is it that my leadership is bad? Is it that there is something wrong with me? Most times it's not about you. I've told you, is either people are envious, you can't help that, is either people don't understand you, or understand your assignment, and sometimes is either you are not sent to them, and it's okay, it's okay, let's not force ourselves on people, love to uh, uh, get yourself to that place where you understand yourself, love yourself, understand the assignment of God, and seek for God's approval foremost and not men's approval if the approval comes 
We all like to be acknowledged. Everybody likes to be acknowledged and likes to be, uh, you know, validated. It's okay, but then you don't, you don't build your life on that. No, you build your life on what God has said concerning you. And especially if you are one who probably you're taking an unusual path on your journey. It's unusual because it's not a common path. People are going this way, but God is telling you go this way. If you are that kind of leader, get ready for rejection. But then you need to hold on to the one who has called you on that path. Okay, alright. I've tried. I've given you people almost 20 minutes of my time in this kind of time and seasons that we are in. Awesome, awesome. Thank you guys for joining me this evening. That is my 33rd life lesson and I'll be back tomorrow 10 p.m. Uh, to give you uh, the 34th life lesson. I almost didn't do this life lesson today but my dear husband encouraged me to do it and here we are and I'm glad that I did. So I'll see you guys tomorrow. Thank you PB. Thank you everyone for joining in. I'll see you tomorrow 10 p.m. God bless you. Have a beautiful, beautiful night rest and I'll see you tomorrow.